Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, y'all know what time it is. Y'all know who we are. I am Jay, a.k.a. the Moderate Texan. That is the XO intro. And this is the Moderate Texan podcast. We are about to have a good time today, kind of. It is the end of the season, as the as the information down below states. But we had a really good run, and we're going to talk about that today. Exo, how you doing, my guy? Doing good, doing good. Trying to stay dry in this rainy, rainy fr- Friday, guys. Hopefully, everybody is listening and staying safe, staying beautiful, staying amazing. Can't wait to talk some more Texans. Indeed, indeed. As always, you guys know how it is. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us in the description down below, you can see all of our info. You see our email, how to get in contact with us with there, which is the moderate Texan at gmail.com. You see our Twitters. You can see at XO intro, as you can see below. And for me at moderate Texan on Twitter uh, there for us, uh, feel free to hit us up in the comments. Feel free to hit us up in the chat. We're here to talk with you guys. We're here to have a good time. And really what we're here to do is bring you right back to the middle. That's what we're here to do. That's we just have a, we're here for a good time and a long time. We can be here for both. Uh, if you guys like the content we're putting out, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. Tell us what you want us to cover in the off season. We do have some plans coming up. We plan on covering a lot of things going forward. Uh, specifically, we're going to be watching some films still on other teams, on the Texans in the past, on plays that happen that maybe we can see things that we can get better at. Um, so on and so forth. So keep a lookout for that in the future. As always, uh, whatever you guys need me to pray for, feel free to put that in the comments. Feel free to put that in the chat. Feel free to email that. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter. Hit us up on Discord, wherever. It doesn't matter. Feel free to get in contact with us. Talk to us. As we've said several times on this show, it's better if you talk to me and make a permanent decision with that than to make a permanent decision for a not permanent problem, a temporary problem, right? That is that is what I would much prefer you to have. So we're here for you. Feel free to talk to us. How was your day, XO? How, how was everything today? I know you said it's raining out there in Houston. How is it going for you? It's raining. I'm about my third week into my the new job. My Texans fucking lost last week. I had to apologize to Baltimore fans. Had to apologize to a. I didn't apologize to the AFC South fans because uh, you know we're champions. Champions don't fucking apologize. Uh, and I just you know had to survive another day in this beautiful world. It wasn't that bad, but you know it's another day in the neighborhood. Indeed, indeed. I'm going to go to a quick side note real quick because I feel you on that, man, surviving on that week three. This is also I just like just like you, man. I, I also changed uh, jobs, not changed careers, but changed jobs um, recently. And and the amount of craziness that has gone on in my head the, these last couple of days has been insane. It feels like I'm drinking through a fire hose and trying to eat an elephant at the same time. It's craziness, man. It's I uh, shoot. 
it's crazy. I apologize to absolutely nobody. Yeah, the the Conor McGregor stuff going on. I would like to take this apo- this opportunity to apologize to absolutely, absolutely nobody. Great stuff there. How you doing, VT? Good to see you, my guy. I think that's VT on the Texans twenty two uh, stuff right there. But on a quick side note, I want to say for those of y'all who may be in new situations uh, in a new year in the year twenty twenty four, who may be dealing with something that's new and and unrecognized at this moment, uh, feel free to take a mental break. Don't forget about yourself. Just take time if you need it. Don't try and be a man about it or be a big boy about it or, or put your put your 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 big person pants on and and try and buck up to it. Fam, that's how too many people get burnt out and left in a bad situation. Get, take care of yourself. Um I say this because I've had that situation happen where I thought I could just push on and and everything would be fine. And I ended up hurting myself more than I helped myself. Uh, So don't don't act like you got to be big and tough. Um, Go out there, take care of yourself, take vacation. Don't work all the time. Take some time for yourself. Play some video games. Take a shot if you got to. Uh, if you're of age, don't be trying to do that junk under age uh, and then get yourself uh, put in jail for no dang good reason. Um, you know, just do what you got to do. Just do what you got to do out there. But y'all know what this show is about. Exo, what type, what kind of show is this going to be today? What do you got? What do you think we're, we're going to talk about? Hey man, it's, it's a moment of reflection, a moment of to reality rearing its ugly fucking head again, but it's much needed. It's it's much needed for us to all go from the extremes left and extreme right and what? Meet right back in the middle. Facts. Meet right back in the middle. Well, as you guys know, this is this is the time in which we start reviewing the film in which we look at and reflect and look, this is a lot of darkness in this game, but we get to find a little bit of light. Um, and it's going to be a good little time. So let's jump in. First play, XO, what are you seeing here? I'm seeing the heavy personnel. We went big formation, uh, two tight end sets to the right, offset to the right, to their dog look, 3-4 look. And you see you see moments in this game where the, the talent de- deficiency reared its ugly head. You see a team that was, to me, just more prepared and was ready to work and ready to play. Um, I could see, to be to be frank, I see ass whoopings up and down the line a little bit. Um, but it's just interesting and bad to see. Um, it was uh, it was kind of disheartening during the game to watch these moments and just hoping for something to click, hoping for a drive to uh, to to take off, but. These are moments where we sputtered and shot ourselves in the foot and showed that we weren't a team ready for the moment. Sadly, sad to say. Um, if you, if you, Jesus Christ, it pains me to watch again. I know we watched it a couple of times throughout the week on a couple of different podcasts amongst our own film review sessions. And speaking of other podcasts, make sure y'all watching Texas 22. Like and follow them. Make sure you follow Roundtable Talk. Make sure you follow those guys. Make sure you follow uh, the guys on the Believe Network. And make sure you follow the James Ward, uh, the James Ward boys. Um, but as you can see, 
you see our our our, our Pro Bowl left tackle, our highest paid athlete on the field, getting manhandled by uh, ex Texan, ex first round pick, ex guy, um, and then you see a rookie trying his best against an All Pro D tackle, trying his best to gain ground, and then you just see the results of, of poor execution on the O line. We didn't get enough push. Jadavion Clowney showed his showed his ass. Manabuke showed why he's an All Pro. And then you see the rest of our line try to just try. And so this shit, this shit is fucking disheartening. Um, these one of those moments where even Devin Singletary, even though he did phenomenal this year when he finally got in, I think like week six or week nine, one of the two, you saw that even he couldn't do shit during this game. Because who can? Like, it's not one of those moments where we can say like, for a case of point, Damian Pierce, his vision is not there, his or his his skill is not there. This is one of those moments like, hey, sh- shit, ain't nothing nobody could do with, <sighs> ain't nothing nobody could do. You could say you could try to bounce it outside. He got to meet a Jadavion Clowney. He could say you could try to bounce it outside, make some work, which he did, but he still has the entire Ravens defense ready for him at every gap. So we got to ask what, man, we got to ask what. Yeah, the only thing that I'm looking at here, I mean, in reality, they dogged us, right? They knew it was coming. That's one, two, three, four, five dudes, six, seven, eight guys in the box. In the box, they've got eight guys ready. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys blocking. We're outnumbered, outmanned. Like it's 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 outgunned, outplanned. We're just we're just getting beat here. For those of y'all who watch Hamilton, you know what's going on there. I mean, good grief. I mean, look at this. Oh, Hamilton's down here. It's sad Rupert to see. Smith is here. Patrick Queen's here. Jones is there. Matter BK is there. Uh 96. I'll look it uh, up. 96. I can't think of his name right now. Um Clowney's there. Got you got all these dudes that are just right here. It's purple, it's a sea of purple. Facts. Um, but good one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and they dropped three. There's nothing we did here that made them afraid. There's none of no weapon here. It didn't matter how good our weapons here, how good our play calling was, how good the handoff was. It didn't matter how good Devin Singletary has been all year. None of that mattered because Matabike destroys Juice here because Clowney dog walks uh, Tunsil here because Dieter loses to 96 and he's over here. And this gap is filled with where he should be, right? Because Dalton Schultz can't block Roquan Smith because Kyle Hamilton is running free because I think this is number 50. That may be Kyle Van Noy over here. Kyle Van Noy is already around Brevin Jordan. None of this works well. We're getting beat handily. And this is what ends up happening. You get a super suplex done on your by Matabike thrown on your on your on your running back. That looks like Washington is his name. Ninety six. And the, the the part that hurts me the most before we go on to the next play is the fact that shit the shit is fitted up properly, it's schemed up properly, but our guys 
poorly executed the the play. We got our, our left tackle, left guard getting drove three yards in the backfield on a on a on a run play going their way. And that 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 shit is insane. That shit is insane. Yeah. But yeah. It is what it is. We got beat. Let's be honest here. We got beat. We got handled on this play. And a lot of plays just like that. Let's look at this play. Let's see what happened here. And my boy Devin Singletary gets dropped on his head. And so this is is another heavy, heavy look. Heavy. (laughs) It's funny. We just literally just ran the same play to the other side thinking it's going to work. And same look. Damn near the same look that we got. A one person lighter box, maybe. And is 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 it's the same story. It's the same story. And so these are the moments where I felt for I felt for Bobby. I do. Like, but these awesome moments I gotta fault Bobby. But I also know in the game, ain't nothing, ain't 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 nothing like I felt bad for Bobby because what the fuck can I what 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 can we do? What what plays can we run? One of the things I said during the game, um, I don't know if I said it in chat, uh, or I, or I did say it. I don't know what chat I said it in, but it's like once you go to trick plays, I know like we, you know, the other team knows you won. Like once I know, like as a defensive player, as an offensive player, as a football player, once if y'all were ever football players who ever watching, you play the team and they start doing tricky dicky shit, you know you won because they they got the bottom of the barrel trying to make something happen. They're they're going to the right corner, left corner, the fifty fifth play they ever designed, trying to pull some semblance of a of of of, of a rushing attack or a passing attack just to get some shit going. You know we got your number because nothing's working. Because you know why we're whooping your ass and you got to find something else to win, man. You got to find something else to work. And so I, those are the moments. Like in this game, I felt for Bobby because you know I'm trying shit. This is a regular one play. I'm hoping my own line and and O-line tight ends, wide receivers can block. And they couldn't. Again. Again. You know know what's interesting about this is, unlike that first play, everyone else does their job. It's only one person. You actually get a triple team right here. Man up, man up. The person who makes the play is Clowney. So we get triple team. He moves up. Taken out. Taken out. Fitted. Fitted. Fitted, the only person who loses here is Dalton Schultz. That's it. And that's and, and that's my biggest gripe, and that's why I understand people's gripes with Bobby Sloyd. Because these one of those moments where, hey, man, uh, why, why do we have a tight end going against Jadavia and Clowney? At a certain point in time, you gotta understand. Yeah, this might not work. We gotta scheme this up differently, or we got to make a in-game adjustment to to factor in for Buddy Number Twenty Four wrecking shop on either side of the O line. Because at a certain point, right here, I'm disappointed because I don't know if it was supposed to be a double between the both tight ends. I don't know if it really wasn't fans' fault. Fan got a job to get climb the second level since the alignment was like that. But I just know at the end of the play, we have Dalton Schultz singled up against a first-round overall pick known known for run defending. 
his biggest gripes with the Texans and what Texas fans had with Jadavion Clowney was his production in the passing rush game. We all know what Jadavion Clowney does in the run game. That was one of our, one of our biggest gripes with Buddy. And we have one of the, the top rush in defenders in the run game against Dalton can't block Schultz. <laughs> like, like, and he's the only one who loses. The only, only one, one who loses. And here's the fun part about it. I'm going to try and go ahead and 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 pause it at the part that I want to pause it at. Um, let me see if I can't get there before he tackles him. If Clowney is sealed off here, Juice is taking who's this Pence or Pierce? I think what is his name? Yeah, fifty-eight. Fifty-eight is going this way. And he's not getting there. In fact, if I kind of move forward a little bit, you'll see what I mean. If Clowney doesn't get there, Michael he Pierce, makes yeah. it beyond. And the next person that can tackle him, Marcus Williams. We have a positive run game. Like we that's don't it. Need, I don't need it to go burst out for 50 yards or 40. I need a positive run. And we couldn't even get it. We couldn't get it because one person didn't do their job. Now, again, you're asking the question, why is Dalton Schultz on Jadavian Clowney, right? I have a different theory for you. I have a different question. Earlier in the season, Exo, you said you told me I, I had brought this up when we were watching film <laughs> together and we were, we were doing one of these. It was against the Jags. And mm -hmm. I said, why in God's green earth are we asking Devin Singletary to pass block against Josh Allen instead of Laramie Tunsil. And this is that same situation. Why are we asking Dalton Schultz? Both of those guys, by the way, are some of the worst pass blockers we have on the team. Like, by far, they're some of the worst. Why are we asking them to block these elite players who are meant to stop them? Right, who are are have no, been known to dominate Josh Allen and, and Devil Singletary and Javian Clowney and Dalton Schultz. Why are we doing this? But also, they're paid to do it. You got to do your job. I need better effort than just getting pushed a little bit. Um, I mean, Push come on, bit. bro. Buddy got stood up. Buddy he, got not only stood. Gets stood, he got he got pushed back. This looks like a Max Payne, man. Dude got pushed back like he was in a Max Payne video game. My like man, he lost said, and ready bro, to rumble. Jadavion Clowney treated him like a high school athlete. He treated him like he, bro, he treated him like he was a son. Look, one arm, bro. This is one arm. He didn't That's put just, two hands on him. Sad shit, bro. This is sad shit. Hey, but this is like the. Let me stop before we go on another five minute rant about yeah, Dalton yeah, Schultz. Yeah, before Bobby we go Slug, on a soliloquy. Bobby but this is ability to get a running game or but, find but, a we'll, running coordinator. But like, well, yeah, let me stop. Let me move on. Yeah, let's stop because we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later. But this is one of those things that you want to look at, right? Why is this stuff happening? Well, it's not happening because we have well, we did not have as good a talent, but it's not because we are super talent deficient and we didn't deserve to be there. It's because the we're looking at a team who is not better coached, but more disciplined. They're playing more disciplined than how we are. 
we're not playing the game we're supposed to play. We got we're Dalton going against, on the we're going on against play, a team that is literally more getting talented. one punched in the chest and with one hand. Like this is Derrick Henry pushing down Josh Norman and then allowing the run to be blown up by this guy. When going instead against of a positive a team game. that is more talented than you, you have to play sound football. You have to play technically sound football. You can't have mistakes. You can't have mental lapses. You can't give up plays like that to a team that is better than you. You if you really, want to win. You really can't. You cannot shoot yourself in the foot. You cannot. You and and you can't have multiple plays i when we were watching the film as we go on to this next play when we were watching the film there was i don't think a single play in which no no there were a couple there were about 95 percent of plays in which at least at least one person messed up during the play and it was usually that person's job that would have allowed the play to work that's this the one thing, person, that's the beautiful thing. Beautiful thing about chaos. Uh, beautiful thing about football. It is called organized chaos for a reason. If nobody's ever tell you this, I was telling you right now. Football is literally organized chaos. Eleven people have to do their job right for a play to work. You know why? Because there's eleven other people on the other side of you that has to do their job right to stop the play from working. So, case in point, this one. 11 people have to do their job right for a play to work. And I want y'all to sit in your homes, sit in your cars, whatever you listen to that, and realize football is organized chaos where 11 people have to do their job correctly. It's one-on-one battles across the board. You have to win your battle and win your battle correctly for a play to work. So let's talk about... Houston's very own, Fort Ben's finest, Travis High School having that, Steven Sims Jr. scoring. Our only fucking points of the... It's only touchdown of the game. Yep. Uh, I can't even I be as ecstatic and happy for this great play. This, this, this display of ferocity display of courage this display of i'm better than all of you we've all seen 82 if you haven't seen 82 this year i want you to know he's been battling other jabronis and that return specialist position on either punt return or kick return i have to give a shout out to 82 and i also have to give a shout out to frank ross for dialing up this punt coverage team to all of his glory because there's something that is missed on this play that most don't know that if you caught it hey Shotzi, you got a good eye if you go to the wide view and look at the halfway mark between the field line and the returner you see a special guy you see a special guy right there pause it at the 45 mr robert woods who i would say was taking reps with my guy 82 my guy, Stevie Stimps, but we'll talk about it another time. I just know Frank Ross, got to give you that. 
to dial up a play to make a heads up play saying, hey, we need a blocker back there to help seal, seal a wall. So to provide a running lane for our guy, that type of that type of ingenuity, that type of foresight is crazy. And shout out to that guy. Hopefully he gets some head coaching love one day. Hopefully one day he gets a call saying, hey, let's just interview because that's a guy that's a unsung hero on this team as as a special team coordinator. That's a guy that should have a, is going to have a future in this NFL, and hopefully he gets a head coaching job one day. But, dude, oh my god, oh, I never seen something so fucking beautiful. I know a lot of you are not offensive players. If you're a running back like my guy, moderate was back in the gap, that is the most beautiful thing you could see. If you ever play pickup football or hot ball back in your neighborhood, and you see a lane like this. All you yelling is house call. All you are yelling is house call. Because you can't you can't dial something up more beautiful than that. I'm gonna tell y'all why it's a house call too. Because I can run left or right. This punter's not catching me if I go right. And this dude's sealed off. None of these dudes are catching me, and none of these dudes are catching me. So all I gotta beat is this guy right here and get past the punter, either left or right. It don't matter. It's my choice. I'm faster than all these people. He chooses to go right, fakes the punter out, goes left, bye. It didn't matter. And I want y'all to understand something. Steven Sims has been threatening this all year. All year. Every time he touched the field and had this kind of, this, 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 teams were kicking away from him. Because they knew he he had options. He was he was he was threatening it. There are many times on punts where he put that ball back up to 30, 35, and it looked like he was gonna go. The you remember I told you he could go left or right? I want y'all to notice something. When he sees here that he chooses to he chose to go right here. There's remember, I told you he had a choice. There's he chose he look, he has two options. He chose to go left. Or in this case, he chose to go his to his right. The punter goes and he just says bye. Shout out to the punter for getting there, though. But you got to give a shout out to 17 and 43. Who's that? Chris Boyd and, and Neville Hewitt. Yep. Shout out to Neville Hewitt and Chris Boyd for this. Chris Boyd, Chris Boyd I think, think a Houston native too. I think he went to UT as well. This is what's this right? All this other stuff sprung him. All this stuff, because look, this is this is this is Raven's wings right here. Is angel wings to that lead me to heaven, right here? Because all them dudes are behind me. If I'm even, I'm leaving. But this, this dude ain't got a shot, and the punter definitely ain't got a shot. Gilma, Texas. Okay. This is the one bright spot of the day. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say. <laughs> yep, guys, that's the one good play. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. Really, this is actually another good play, and it's almost made by Jalen Petrie here. This is actually a really good play that I know we've dogged Petrie a lot. He's made a lot of mistakes, but not on this play. He read it, and he read it well, and had he caught that ball, that's game-changing because at this time, they're driving. This is, this is a drive. Another and he would have picked that off. His, what was that? Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
I'm saying he if if he catches this, this stops their drive. We get it at the 25, and we're we're going the other way. We have another possession to possibly so, do something with a little momentum, momentum shifter. I say momentum. But in the end, what ends up play. happening is, is is Lamar Jackson scores on the next play, runs it in. No, not from Lamar Jackson. It was a a pass, maybe. No, Somebody Lamar ran in there. So we we like we just gave them more moment. We gave them an out here, and I'm not saying that we messed up on this play. We didn't. I mean, that's a dang hard. Think about how he laid out for this pass. He caught it on his fingertips. So, I mean, he made as good a play as he's going to make. It, I wish he would have caught it, but he didn't. It is what it is. But it's plays like that in the playoffs, at this level of the playoffs, you have to make to win games. Can't let teams go off on you. I got another heavy set, heavy formation jumbo set. Oh, I need that dog. We need, I really need another coordinator to help Bobby out on certain shit. Like he's a savant. He's he knows to dial up pass game shit. With this run look, shout out to Todd Monken for coming back. Uh coming back from the culture uh college right well, starting an NFL Rens, going to college ranks, coming back. Um, that adjustment is crazy. Um the fact that I only had one true wide receiver out here, nothing but tight ends and a fat ass fullback. And we, uh, sorry, sorry for the listeners. Uh, and we couldn't, we couldn't come out with a takeaway. We couldn't stop this play. This is one of those situations that is just, it's crazy, man. It's crazy, man, that we couldn't capitalize on this play. Um, go ahead. Uh, you know what I'm seeing here? I'm not so sure this is a touchdown. Anyway, like, and what aspect so, is that? It's not a touchdown. Um, I mean, he he's he's on point here, but Petrie read this perfectly. I mean, oh yeah, that's nah, if, if Petrie's not there, that, that's that's. I mean, if Petrie doesn't, Petrie doesn't move over. That's a touchdown. Yeah, because Petrie comes off of his 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 responsibility, man, to make a play on the ball. He just couldn't. He couldn't finish. He just couldn't finish. And I'm just. And <sighs> yeah, it, it, what makes it even worse is remember that there were no turnovers in this game, none. And had this been that turnover, right? It silences the crowd, who had been loud all day for a little bit, right? It it gets them. It takes away that touchdown. It takes away that momentum, that driving momentum that they had. And gives us another opportunity. Gives us another opportunity. Man. So close to it so far. And on to the next. Oh. This may be one of the best plays. I don't know if we could have stopped this play if we tried. I think we played it the best we could. Shit. Shit. This is a play where you, you're getting your ass whooped and you just trying to you trying to stop anything. I'm not gonna lie to you. They playing the shit out the run because they was probably running their running down their throat this whole drive. We have Jesus Christ. Sorry, uh sorry Derek Stingley for being on their fucking highlight tape. 
it's crazy we don't really have any penetration uh, for Lamar Miller, a little run play. He has all day to throw this goddamn ball on the run. He could he could he could have cut it up the field. And this is another sad shit. Like he he could have cut it up and just got a little game, call it a day. Well no, he I got guys down there. He's second and, and one. And if and the sad part is the saddest part about this is the fact that the play that we reviewed before was the moment that him and likely got on the same accord and understand the game. Just like that, modern. Throw it up. Throw it up. These they're too little. They're too short. I'm bigger than them. They're playing the low interception game. I don't think any of them can jump ball with me up here. And the fact that Stingley just, you know, he over, I wouldn't even call it over pursue. You know, he's slight over pursue, but he played the wrong leverage and he lost on the jump ball, man. Yeah, momentum going towards the angle and likely had to straight up and down playing. They blocked this shit beautifully for him, and they had her number the whole game, man. Yep. Here's what really sold me on this play. I don't think they were I, – I don't know if the Texans are playing the – I mean, they are playing the run. They're, they're playing the threat of Lamar running. But I think they're also playing the threat of this right here. This is this is a you got Ricard. I don't remember who 78 is, but you've got these two big mamma jammas over here to block Gus Edwards, who's been piecing us up all game. Like, and you gotta hope Blake Cashman, who suddenly forgot how to tackle in the last two games of the season, uh, you gotta hope he can capture him. he could stop him. You gotta spy Lamar Jackson, so you have Harris back here. And he's forgotten. And keep in mind, these are both of your safeties who are taking up your fullback and a tackle. I just think they were playing this as this was a this was a screen. The the run. Yeah, they, they're playing the run. They're playing the screen. They're playing the run. They're playing the quick stuff. They don't believe Lamar's going to throw it downfield here. It is what it is, y'all. It is what it is. This is what happens when you go up against a team that has answers for you. All right. This is the last play that we're going to, to review. Um, before heading to our next segment. Yeah, before, before heading to the big segment here, the next segment. And really, I wanted to review this play because this kind of goes to show you what happens when C.J. Stroud gets pressured. Big time. I want you to uh, turn your attention literally to the middle of the field, to the shield in the middle of the field for the Baltimore Ravens. And who is that right there? It's Nico Collins. He's wide open. And honestly, he hasn't done anything since the second quarter of this game because the Ravens said, we will not let him beat us. Uh, But they flush Sherrod out of the pocket and they get undisciplined a bit and they move up to go go get the football, to go get the quarterback. And he's open. I mean, he is wide open. Stroud doesn't hit him. And these are type of these are some of the missed plays that we see in this game that could have changed it further. Right? It could have helped us out even more because this is first down. 
right? This play right here could have helped change the game, change the momentum, keep us going. We just can't hit it. It's frustrating because you see that we had opportunities. We had them. And we gave decent protection. Yeah. I really wish, you know. Ah, man. Can you pause it at the break of the route? I just need to see one last time CJ's feeling. He's got his head. He's got his head looking at it too. That's the thing. And he's, the fact he's is, he's looking deep. Well, go back a few seconds. And the the part that kills me about this, this is one of those rookie moments for CJ as well, where he's not taking what the defense gives him. He's trying to take that big shot. He's trying to, he's trying to get that big play. Because you know we're playing from behind at this point, we're trying to trying to get some semblance of a of a game. Doesn't take because it's first ten. I think it's first and ten. It is, yeah, he, first and ten. He doesn't take the Dalton Schultz underneath route just to move the change, just to get because like you, we saw it in the game. They they was giving us some routes. They was like, hey, you have to methodically go down this, go down the field. We're not going to give you anything deep. We're going to hit you in your mouth. We're going to be aggressive. And we, we just we just got hit in the mouth, and we just we couldn't we couldn't adjust. We couldn't get back to the semblance of like what 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 we are and like what we can do. We tried to do more than what we had to, and so these were one of those moments. TJ tried to get the big shot to Nico, get the big gainer, didn't take the underneath route to Dalton. And by the time Nico gets gets open, he's under duress. He has to move out the pocket. He has to take his eyes off the field to get to a better spot he gets to a better spot and he still he still he still couldn't get it down there because what i'm trying to evade there's assholes by my fucking feet and i just need to survive the next to the next play man yep and it sucks man it sucks and what's it, what makes it even worse is because you see, you've seen him make this throw. He did it in the Colts game, right? We see him throw it up off his back foot, and it, he just doesn't trust himself. And this is what happens when constant and consistent pressure is put on your young quarterback. When he feels like he has to escape where there's nothing that he can do. Like, he's got to get out of here because his his right tackle and right guard got beat soundly. And they they let up pressure, right? And you're like, oh no, but they gave him good. They gave him good time before. Oh, they got to run. Kyle Van Noy got through. It is what it is. It is what it is. But at the same time, it's not like we were we were absolute dog water in this game. Although we were a bit, there were bright moments and there were moments in which if we had done things just a little bit differently, we could have really gone out and, and, and made some hay in the playoffs, but let's get on to the little bit of play crafting. This is, this is 
EXO segment. So EXO, go ahead and take it away as I go ahead and pull this up real quick. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. This is Playcraft with the Moderate Texans. We're here showcasing plays from the game that we love, that we hated, that we just felt like it was a few minor tweaks, uh, tweaks, few minor <laughs> few minor tinks and dinks and little, little minute little changes here and there. You can make it to even better, more explosive play. And one of the plays that we have here up to show right now is a play that we felt like with a few modern mod few moderate modification hilarious play on words love to see it we could have a bigger and better play and so what we have here is a play that i felt as though is one of the reasons i'm begging on the table if bobby Sloan can't can't figure it out this offseason can't figure it out is that we got to implore a game a run game coordinator man we have to figure out a guy on our staff that could be dedicated to figuring out how to make runs work. A guy that's going to sit in the locker rooms, is going to sit in the meeting rooms, watch film all fucking day, and figure out what is the best running combination, what is the best running fits, what is the best combos that we can run, what is the best um, – uh, what should call it? What's the call it? Lineups that we can throw out there in running situations, running formations, running scenarios to garner a better run game. There are teams around this league that have run game coordinators. There's teams in all over college football where there's run game coordinators. And I feel like we need to implore that. And the crazy thing is nobody, everybody talk about where's the run game, where's the run game, what, what happened with Bobby Sloak. You have to realize Bobby Sloick for the 49ers was a pass game coordinator. We all see our pass game looks beautiful, looks amazing. We have some exotic plays that look like the work of the execution was there. But the reason is he was dedicated to the pass game. And so I feel like, though, we need a guy dedicated to the run game. And this is one of the plays why. Because we have interesting run fits, run scheme situations in these looks. Case in point right here. If we go back to the top of the play, we have another situation where we have Dalton Schultz singled up on their star defensive end play. And the reason I we just going to say it is just David and Connie for this point, but it's been like this all year. It's Josh Allen. It's Miles Garrett. It's, uh, it's uh, what's the fuck his name? It's uh, Grady, uh, Grady Jarrett. Uh, it's... Uh, it's a, uh, it's guys on pl uh, a plethora of teams that just wrecked our offensive run game, and so this is one of the plays where I feel like we have to scheme it up better. So if we go back to the top of the play, we can see this is just another wham concept. We are another counter concept or pulling concept. I, we can call it a wham. We can call it choke. It's just a wham block with big old bowling ball Shaq Mason. One of my guys should have been an all-pro consideration, a pro-pro considerations. He was one of those guys this year. Um, didn't have a great game this game, but, you know, nobody in our online had a good game this game. Um, he's pulling to the the uh, to the end. And what I feel like should have happened on this play 
is if you're going to keep the duo block between Laramie Tunsil and Juice and still have that wham block, I would not wham. I would not let 86 block Jadavion Clowney. I'm not going to lie to you. And then if you're going to have this formation, attach tight end offset to the 78 with a tight uh, uh, X receiver, I need my Y, which is Dalton, to fake block 24 and climb to the linebacker, climb to the second level. I'm making Minchie run a route, motion out, do something different, get out the way, take that defender out the box. You know the best way to run is in a lighter box. Look how heavy this fucking box is. So let's lighten it up by getting a defender out of it. So we will have Dalton Schultz fake block 24, give him a little look, and roll up to the second level, have Laramie Tunsil and Juice double to zero or double to whatever linebacker 86 doesn't fucking touch, and have Shaq Mason pull and smash the fuck out of Jadavion Cloudy in his mouth. But what you have here is some cute shit where you got you think you have George Kittle out there because you have the same playbook as the fucking 49ers. And you say, hey, bro, Kittle's able to handle that. Our tight end should be able to do the same thing because Kittle's in the NFL and our tight ends in the NFL. And for somehow, some way, in my mind, I think they can be the same. So you have Shaq Mason running to the blocker, running to the defender, Dalton Schultz is supposed to be blocking. You have an unchecked number six, and you also most likely have, since the overexertion or the overpursue, the overpush of the first duo, Larry Tunsil and Juice, I feel like one of them don't even get to Roquan Swift, another All-Pro. So let me see that again. Swift. Love it. And you have to have Motor, our guy, Devin Singletary, RB2 for the future if we bring him back. We have him having to bounce his play all the way the fuck outside. And you have, shout out to VT for saying, John Mechie look lost because John Mechie has to adjust because what? The play has to be bounced outside. I'm thinking I have an inside base block. I'm supposed to take one step up with my right foot, turn my body, and push him towards the sidelines. I can't do that because the play got bounced outside. Because we have two players that ran into each other in the backfield. In the backfield, we have a duo block, a deuce block that doesn't get to the second man, second level. And you have to have motor run all the way outside. And that's why Mechie looks lost, VT. Because, hey, I'm thinking I'm inside basing. The running back is supposed to run on the backside of me. I look up. He's right next to me. <laughs> so, bro, if we just design this better, this shit can work. But since this is a play design, you have fuck-ups like that. Yeah. And, we need a run-game coordinator. My bad. Go ahead. Yeah, we absolutely need a run-game coordinator. But it's it's these types of things where, again, one player messes up. I'm fairly certain Dalton Schultz is not supposed to stay on this block. I think he is supposed to. Like, this is supposed to be, once he gets there, he's he hits, he goes up, and he's supposed to block Patrick Queen. As an interior O-lineman on a pull block, 
the old line coach tell you as soon as you see another player, hit him. Yeah, I'm not that, expecting you to go second level. I know somebody's going to penetrate down the line, hit his ass because that's where yeah. you're going to. But Schultz hangs on here. He does not do. I don't think that's what he's supposed to do. I think he's supposed to chip and move up. It's the only thing that makes sense because pretty much Tunsil does exactly what you said, Exo. Deuce block, go up to the other, the other, uh, other uh, linebacker, linebacker seal which him he off. does. And so Schultz is not supposed to be here. He's supposed to be here. But he didn't move. He stayed here. So again, this kind of comes back down to: is it is it Slowick being bad? Is it players not executing? What what are we? What's happening here? On this play, I think this is called upright. Blocked should be blocked. Blocked, and now it's supposed to be motor versus twenty six. Eight yards down the field. That's what's supposed to happen. But what you end up with is bullshit. Motor versus this, this, and this. You got four players, and we're saying Mechie looks lost. I'm not harping on you real quick, BD, but we're saying Mechie looks lost when in reality you have one player. We said it earlier. You need all 11 players to make your, your play work. One player messed up, and the play breaks down. What's a shit? The play went to shit. Second play. You got here. You got four six zero. What we got here? Slide motion. Slide motion right doubles. Uh. Oh yeah, this bitch. Oh okay. This is where I said nobody on the O-line had a good game because you're going against some all-pros on the other side of the ball. You're going against some pro bowls on the other side of the ball. This is playoff football. Everybody's good. And you know who's good? The all-pro D-tackle, Justin Matabike, who I hope we can get an offer in on him, and I hope he can sign with us. But I feel like Baltimore might do some dumb shit and – Franchise tag is bitch ass, and I would hate that, but I understand it because you're not letting a good player walk. Because you know why? You D tackle's not doing that all over the draft. I'm gonna let you know right now because Shaq Mason, he's not no slouch around the league. People know who Shaq Mason is, but also around the league, everybody knows who Justin Matabuke is now because what he's whooping everybody like that. Shaq Mason, we all know. Doesn't really get pushed around like that a lot. Because you know why? He's a big, thick dude. He's not the tallest, but he's a thick dude. You're not just going to just push me around like that. Because I'm 320, 330. But Justin Matabuke say, hey, I'm all pro two years in a row, bitch. I'm a guy. I'm about to be the highest paid D-tackle at the end of the season. For that reason, one of those reasons alone is that. Because I destroy points of attack. I destroy your O-line. So... This is one of the plays where I would say, like, all right, let's, let's redesign some shit. Let's, let's try to fix them up. I don't think you can redesign a player playing like that, man. I really don't You just got to factor in, hey, I'm hoping for the best. I would have said, hey, anytime they got Shaq 
Mason, um, anytime they got Justin Matabuke and Jadavion Clowney lined up on the same side, hey, let's not run to that side. At a certain point in the game, you got to kind of like, hey, man, let's go ahead and uh, audible to play. Let's, let's, fuck it, let's foot play to the other side. Because, hey, they got our number. They're better than our entire O-line at this moment in time. So let's just run away from that side because they, they earned it. We They earned our respect. Those are the moments that the OC is supposed to say, hey, y'all earned my respect. I'm going to try something else. But no. You have to let another moment, another p- play in the game come in and say, hey, we're better than you. And also, this is another reason why I say we need a run game coordinator. I'm tired of seeing my receivers try to do crackback blocks. I'm kind of tired of this shit. It can work, but I'm tired of seeing it because, hey, you got motherfucking messy looking lost, acting like he can't block Roquan Smith. I, if I believe that's correct, I think that's Roquan. If not, it's Patrick Queen. If not, it's another cold motherfucking linebacker these assholes for the Ravens have. Because, look, I can't, I can't. I can't crack like that. I can't because you know why? You're already in the hole. You're already in the zone. You're already about to make the tackle. If I really try to crack back and block you, I'm getting a flag. And I feel for you. It's worse. It's just worse. And I feel for you because the play is supposed to be a quick hitter. It's supposed to be a play where you fold under. I get the running back. I I get the linebacker isolated. His feet stiff. His feet stopped in in the hole. And Wham! I smack you across the mouth. But it doesn't happen when your defense get that much penetration on your own line. No pause, because we got bent over the barrel. Look, I want y'all to recognize something here. Shaq Mason is less than a yard away from C.J. Stroud. And Singletary has yet to get the ball. Like, I need y'all to realize that. He just gets the ball, and he – Shaq Mason's getting pushback. He has to go wider. He can't go straight up. Uh, Juice loses to whoever this dude is right here, their, their uh, nose tackle, this big boy right here, who's bigger than Shaq Mason. Dieter loses. Dieter – Dieter might have been flagged for being too far upfield because he is three yards upfield here because he just gets destroyed. Tunsil's over here. He kind of wins his stuff, and he's climbing. And then you're asking him to, what, crack back block this guy? Like, come on. This one's, this one's what, two players? They didn't do their job? Three? I don't mean... What well can't even call Shaq try to do his job. He he went against a better player. Those were one of his moments. Hey, bro, well, hey, coach, he, he cold. That motherfucking nice. One, Swift. two, and three. Who uh Mitchie? You didn't get your I, I can't back. even say it's I, I I can't even say he saw two players. I can't say Mechie didn't do his job because Mechie is he's like what am I supposed to do? I, is he I can't even and I can't even blame Juice too a little bit. I can say you're blame Juice for not regaining the block, but hey, Dieter, help help a brother out. Help her give him give him a little give him a little chip, give him a little hand, give him something. So not even that, but like, what is like? How I, I want to know how Messi's supposed to get here for that crackback block? Is he supposed I do, to? I be- don't know. <laughs> I would have told Coach, do not call that dumbass play. I want to say dumbass, but don't call that play, Coach. 
Like it's it's it, it is what it is. But this this leads us into our next bit, right? It leads us into the next little segment that we've got. In which we get to do a little bit of talking, right? We get to have a little bit of let's talk going on. Feel free to throw in the questions in chat, baby. Facts, facts. Throw questions out there into the chat. First bit, let's have a little bit of talk about the year in view. Exo, what did you think about the year? I think the year went phenomenally. I'm not going to lie to you. This had to be is over exceeded my expectations. Uh, I know y'all. Well, if y'all know are my predictions at the beginning of the year, if, you, if any of you fucks remember, I had us at seven wins, and that was like our our ceiling. I feel like it was going to be a great foundationary year where we can build upon and go into the next season and hopes to making the playoff run. I thought we would. We had some holes all across our offense and defense that we needed to kind of figure out over the year and address in the off season. Um, we, we went into a year where we, I'm not going to lie, shots to Nick Casario. He put his dick on the table and saying, Hey, I, I, I trust my draft. I trust the players we have. I've seen them. I, cause I work with them. I know what we got and we, I just need to see what they are. And shout out to him for having the balls to just to stay, stick with the plan over, over these last three to four years. Cause Hey, some of us, a lot of us, including myself at times who did not believe in his plan at times, I believe in the guy. I just didn't know what exact. Oh, I knew exactly his plan was, but it was a big gamble, banking on. Hey, I trust my draft. I trust my scouting department. I trust the players that we have. So, a phenomenal, unbelievable year. D'Amico, D'Amico, he's a coach. He's a guy. He's a forward player. He's one of those motherfuckers. I I gotta say, I gotta get with that. Like, hey, I. I I was hesitant on a defensive-minded head coach, but when they announced it was D'Amico, that kind of subsided because we got one of our own guys. We got a guy regarded around the league as one of the best coaches coming out. Um, so that kind of tempered my, tempered my uh, angst, anxiety for him because I know we, we was going to have a guy. Um, Nick Casario and D'Amico coming in and saying, hey, we got some players. Let's develop. Let's trust in our coaching. Let's trust in my development of players, and let's see what what happens. I gotta give a shout out to every player drafted that stepped up. Let's let's you gotta go down the list. Christian Harris, Jalen Petrie, back half of the season for understanding he's not a cover safety, but understanding he can cover the fuck out of flats. Derek Stingley for Derek. Let me say this: Derek Stingley had us a fucking scared with that hamstring injury. We thought that fucker was injury prone. We kind of still do, but we know he's cold and motherfucker. So hey, we gonna we gonna you gonna ride that motherfucker train. Hope we don't get stung. <laughs> Shout out to Christian Harris. Shout out to uh Kurt Heinish. Shout out to Khalil Davis. Shout out to William Motherfucker Anderson Jr. Shout out to Jonathan Grenard for having a healthy year. Shout out to Juice Scruggs. Shout out to Larry Tunsil for nutting up and earning his paycheck. Even though the false starts, I, if I was 6'5", 300 pounds, I'd smack the shit out you. But since I'm not, I'm going to still tell you, stop fucking false starting. Uh, shout out to George Fant, a guy that I had one of the biggest gripes and uh, question marks on, and I thought it was going to fucking suck because we got George can't block Fant out there. He he showed up, and he literally added two more years to his, his NFL career now. We probably, we're probably not going to sign him, but I know a team will. 
shout out to um, Shaq Mason for being a pillar on the offensive line at the beginning of the season. We had four offensive linemen that were supposed to start not playing the first four weeks, but one guy, and he held it down for the O-line. Shout out to him. If we're talking about O-line, shout out to Michael Dieter. I did not believe in you. I thought you was going to be ass. You were somewhat ass, but hey, you was you was serviceable enough to get through the season, so shout out my guy. You 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 held up well and protected my quarterback, sort of. Uh, shout out to you. Feel bad for you, Damian Pierce. I understand it's you're going from three different schemes from college to NFL to now your second year in the NFL going to a scheme that I guess really doesn't fit you. Hopefully in the future, you, you'll be able to figure something out. Hopefully this offseason you'll be able to figure something out. I'm not going to lie to you. I think we got, I think one more year with you before we probably cut ties. I Hopefully you could take that step to get back into that good grace you had with the team because I'm not going to lie, you was on the banners. You were supposed to be one of the pieces moving forward. But as a running back, as a running back in this league, in this day and age, you got about eight years max. And the first, your first two, your first one did decent, but he was a bell cow back on a on the rebuilding team that's trying to tank. And your second year on the come up, you faltered. I'll say this, we're the biggest proponents, uh, not biggest defenders of DP, but we're the biggest defenders of like, all right, let's, let's be logical about shit. DP, we know there's not all your fault. We know there was all on problems. As we know throughout this year, it took us all the way to week 19, 20, to realize, hey, Bobby Sullivan needs to work on his fucking run game and scheming up. So, sorry for you, DP, but hey, it's the NFL. It's a grown man's league. And a, a guy that was smaller than you made it work. So, figure it out. Uh, shout out to Brevin Jordan. I was surprised by you. I'm surprised by you. I thought we was going to cut you, not going to lie, at the beginning of the season, to be honest with you. Shout out to you. You stepped up. Maybe we bring you back because I think this is around the year we were supposed to resign you. Um, no, we got one more year, just like Neil Collins. He was the same draft. So, hey, hopefully you do something. Hopefully you learn how to block too, bitch. My bad. But, yeah, you got to learn how to block and learn how to fucking do a celebration dance properly. Uh, shout out to – I'm not shouting out to you, Dalton Schultz. I'm not. I'm not. But, hey, you caught some good passes. You made a, you made a block here and there. You got to do better. But, hey. Good shit to you. You made some key touchdowns. Shout out, shout out to the Titans game. Without you, shit, shit would have probably been different. Um, who am I forgetting? Oh, <laughs> shout out to Seven, Coolidge Bernard Stroud, the one and only, the savior of the Houston Texas team. I shout out to you. You my guy. You my boy. Hey, if you need anything in the H, let me know, baby. I, I'm going to provide that for you, baby. Hey, hey, stay humble. Oh, hold on. <clears throat> we, didn't, we didn't start out the podcast like this. You know you're supposed to because we're, 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 we're the Shroud Boys. We like to thank our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, without him, we couldn't do anything. Sorry about that, CJ. My bad. We, we'll know next time. You know, we got to follow the leader. You're the leader of a team, so I apologize. But just like VT is saying right here, if we can get the run game going, watch out. And with that, I'm going to let you cook. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that happened this year. Uh, we got disrespected at the beginning of the year. We got told we had the worst weapons in the league. We got told that Tank Dell was 
kind of cold, but he really wasn't that. Shout out to Tank Dale. My bad. Fuck. I'm sorry. My bad. Shout out to Tank Dale. I, I scouted you from Independence, Kansas, and I forgot to say it. My bad. Hey yo, I, I I I ain't forgetting nobody. I got you on the stuff you missed. I got appreciate appreciate. Uh, we 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 got told that Nico Collins wasn't that great, even though I had watched him on film. And if you go back and watch my stuff from last year, I I told you that tank that Nico Collins was burning everybody. We got told that um we got told that we couldn't run the ball. We got told that we had the worst defense. We got told that we were the worst situation for a coach to go. And Debico Ryan's. We were told that we were the worst situation for CJ Stroud to go to. We had a, a an idiot. Nah, I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna calm down. We had a national media member and Colin Cowherd tell us that CJ Stroud wasn't talented enough. Fucking to, idiot. To 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 cover up the mistakes the Texans were going to make. The badness that we are. He said that over a Zoom call, you could see the dysfunction. A lot of teams got baptized this year because they couldn't see the dysfunction. Because they couldn't see the function, really, is what I should say. Because they didn't understand what was happening down here. They didn't understand the pain that we had to go through to come out the other side forged in fire. Literally, because it was hot this summer, y'all. It was hot. And I was there for it. What they also didn't see was all the ridiculousness that we were about to put out there. They didn't realize that in the preseason, we were just giving them a little taste. I can tell you that at the beginning of the season, I said that we were going to win seven and nine wins. That was on the news in Houston. My wife, shout out to the queen, Kelly. She said we were going to win nine to 11, and she really thought 11. She was right. Took us to the playoffs to do it, but we got 11 wins this season. Can we do it again next season? Can we get better next season? For the year, man, not only was it an unbelievable year, not only did we outperform everything that everybody said against us, I don't think my eardrums got blown out as much as every time CJ Stroud's name was announced, whenever they were announcing players as they were coming in when the offensive starters were being called out. Every time CJ Stroud's name was called, it was crazy. Every time CJ Stroud made a great play, MVP chance happened. H-Town is back up again. This team is back up and next year, oh my goodness, new uniforms, new swag, new team. And they already got us in the top 10 in Super Bowl contenders. Come on. Come on now. See, Leo, you're out there in the chat. How you doing, Leo? As, as we've said before, uh, shout out to, te to uh, Texans22. Go, uh, go ahead and like, comment, and subscribe on their stuff. They are excellent. They put out great content uh, all the time. They're all always in fucking better. They be cooking uh, over there. They cook, man. Go, they, they, they're great. Also, shout out to Crenshaw at A One Day One and everybody out there at the, uh, at the. Y'all better uh, fucking follow them too. Yeah, go, go, jump on their stuff as well at the. Uh, um, shoot, I lost their name, but go follow them as well. Um, also, go follow H Town Rundown with, mm -hmm. uh, uh, with, with 
uh, Chris mm-hmm. and C Royal and and uh, and AD and 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 Mike Gartman and all them guys out there. Go follow them. Excellent content. Go follow uh, uh, Ruben or Mister Seven One Three Sports. Go follow uh, Harley Dugan as well. Um, and their stuff at the Believe in Texans podcast. Great stuff going on there. And keep a lookout. There's probably going to be some some mashups happening here real soon. But with that, with that year in review, we get to go into off season. We get to see some cool stuff coming up. Um, with the off season, there's going to be some cool uh, uh, conversations. We get to look at free agency. We get to look at the draft. We get to look at what's going to happen with the team. Bobby Slowick looks to be staying. Um, the only team I think left that has to hire a coach is the Seattle Seahawks. I think the commanders are pretty locked in on either EB or Ben Johnson. Johnson. Um, and the Seahawks may just go and grab EB. I mean, I don't know, man. That's an interesting situation with the Seahawks. Um, it is. They still got, uh, I forgot what coaching cabinets they got left. Uh, but you still got, got the a, Ravens OC. You still got Munkin and um yeah, uh, and their yeah, their DC. Yeah, McDonald. McDonald. And you still got um technically you could go look at at uh that Ram staff still cuz they went pretty far. Uh there's a lot of there's a lot of people. Uh so what Thomas what's his face? Is uh is Dan Quinn Israel Evero, Ben Johnson, Mike McDonald, Patrick Graham from the Raiders, Bobby Slowick, and Mike Vrabel. Yep, Vrabel. That's what we forgot. And Bill Belichick. Oh, Billy Bill. You still got those people who are available. So, I mean. My job is up for the takers, man. And there's a lot of yeah, them holding out for to after this round of uh, the NFL playoffs. They know their targets. They know their targets. They know who they were holding out for. If they wanted, if they didn't want a, play, a coach that was in the playoffs right now, they would hire the, a coach that's available right now. So them holding out makes them realize, okay, they probably want somebody from the Ravens. They want somebody maybe from the Lions or somebody from the other teams in the NFC. Or AOC. Seattle might be Seattle. I don't I think Ben Johnson's locked into the commanders. I'm not yeah. so sure who is locked into that that com, that that Seahawks, Seahawks team because job. I don't I they because I know at the Harrell beginning was they was talking coach, about right. Huh? Say it again. Harold was a defensive coach, right? Yeah. Was the offense. So I mean are they going to try and flip flop and go to the offensive side of the ball? I don't know because you know at the beginning of the whole that whole little coaching search, they was everybody was talking about Dan Quinn. Everybody's talking about all right, that's that's the shoe in, but they're out the playoffs and they still haven't. I don't know if they called for him for a second interview yet. So it's interesting. Um, uh, let me see. Let me look at it one more time. But that whole situation over there is interesting because they're in a very peculiar situation with a very young team, a very young team, and 
they they was able to win. They got assets at the receivers. They got a couple of good running backs. Their O line is decent. They hit on a couple. Let me not say fully hit, but they hit on a couple of O line positions at the tackle and guard position. On the defense, they've been piecing that together in the draft for the last like five years. Uh, they add some pieces in the defensive backfield. They just need like a linebacker, another edge rusher, and a safety. And that defense is built back to where it was. Um, so that that's a very interesting team where they, if you, if they just a quarterback away, but I see why coaches don't want to go there as well because they're a quarterback away and they're not picking, they're not looking like they're, they're not about to suck anytime soon. So they're going to be picking in that mid to late round range for the next couple of years. So not a lot of good quarterbacks would have fall there. So that's interesting. Uh, but let me ask this question. Let's kind of jump into this kind of conversation. Do you think they pick a quarterback or do you think the bears offload Justin Fields there? So that they can get their quarterback. With the with the bear situation, I don't know how far they're trying to trade down with that first overall pick. You said they got to trade that one. You thinking they could trade number nine? Uh, yeah, if they're trading Justin Fields, they're not trading the first one. Um. They also don't have to trade any picks because Justin Fields is they're trading Justin Fields away. So they're getting picks and they're probably going to get a first rounder for him. They're for sure going to get a first rounder for him. But if we don't have Justin Fields, who's going to be a quarterback? You're going to you're going to try to trade trade out from one or trade the well, in this scenario, you say trade out the nine, right? Mm hmm. So trade the well, nine. no, we wouldn't have to trade out the nine because they're where, where are the Seahawks picking this year? The Seahawks where, their... are uh, 16. 16? Mm-hmm. So if they got the six, so in this scenario, they'd have one. Let's just say they trade a first round pick, the, the Seahawks do. Mm-hmm. So the Bears would then have pick one, pick nine, pick 16. I trade, if I'm them, well, they would have had nine. They would have had one in sixteen. Well, no, they have they have their own pick. They have. Oh, their, you're saying to trading uh, Justin Fields by himself would give him a third first round pick. Yeah, okay. if they trade Justin Fields, they now have three first round picks within the top twenty. They could get whatever quarterback they want, Brock Bowers, and some other op- and something else. That's nasty. That's nasty. And that solves the, that all. If the Seahawks believe in him, that solves that quarterback problem there because now you have fields with DK, Lockett, JSN. And JSN you have to convince. You have to convince. Uh, that's crazy too. You just have to. Yeah, it is crazy. But you just have to. You have to convince a head coach or the GM. That on Justin Fields at that point in time, and yeah. I don't know, I don't know if a new 
it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be harder for the coach to do it than the GM to do it. Yeah, the coach yeah. is going to be associated with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is true. That yeah, is true. Good. These these are good points, right? But see, this kind of brings another question, right? So, what if the what if the Seahawks don't go for another quarterback? What if they trade for someone else? Or what if they don't? They're just saying, you know, we're gonna we're gonna stick it out one more year. We're gonna tank. Do y'all think they tank with DK? They're not tank, bro. They're, they're not a team built to tank either. Like not, they have man. they have so many good or decent players, and there's so many good play a good amount of good players and so many decent players. I don't think they can. But they they if they don't have a quarterback, they're stuck in limbo. Because right now, well, they're stuck with Geno Smith for another year. I don't even yeah. I don't even know if they are stuck with Geno Smith for another year. Oh, they are. They are. I think he signed a extension last year. So, um, yeah. I don't so know, man. I don't know. But oh, even yeah, with this, he signed a he signed an extension. Yeah. But do they want to stick there? Like this is the question: Do they want to stick in that spot, right? With with Geno Smith for another year? And hope that next year's class is good enough and that they're bad enough to get a quarterback in next year's class. These are the questions, right? Like these are the things that we look at for the offseason. Um, and the reason I asked this, and I've kind of brought this up, and I think 80 uh, of the H Town Rundown uh, uh podcast, if you guys haven't followed that, like I said, go get up on that real quick. The dudes are good. Um one of the things we brought up was was if especially if we at pick 23 don't feel like we have anything great. Gino, not Graham Gano, but yeah, I got you. We got you. Uh if the if if we don't feel like anything great, maybe we trade down, get an extra second round pick and a fourth, maybe. Um and can we use that that other second rounder to go get somebody? Go get a wide receiver, uh, a DK Metcalf. Uh, I don't really want to go get AJ Brown because his contract is horrendous. Uh, but can we trade with a team on draft day to go get that player? And now you aren't forced to draft draft another wide receiver. You traded for one, and you didn't even trade your own pick. So that's kind of my question. I don't know what the Seahawks are going to do. I If they're trying to get another quarterback, then they need DK, and he's not going nowhere. Um, and BT uh, posed a good point. And I, I know some Falcons fans. They also in play with Justin Fields a bit, but we'll see what, how Raheem Morris feels about it now since that's the new caller or new lead man. It would be yeah. a good fit for him. I'm not going to lie to you. I I don't know if anybody followed the Falcon. Well, we did follow him for that week, but that's a team that's they're a quarterback away from making runs. I'm not going to lie to you. That's they're they are a team. If they had a quarterback this year, they was going to make a run in the NFC. I'm not going to lie to you. They was playing Fun a down fact. Drake London also played with Justin Fields. He did. Oh, Drake London, that transfer? Wasn't Drake London a uh, uh, at Ohio State? He was no, drafted that same year. He was at oh. SC. Was he? he from, was he? He's from SC. Yeah. 
Well, then never mind. He didn't. Drake London. Yeah, he was at USC. But yeah, imagine what he gets. Like, he has that big receiver in Drake London. Another um, big receiver in Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. And he's got B. John Robinson. Johnny Smith still there. Yeah. He has a decent O line or a pretty good decent O line. Mm-hmm. He got a good defense. Yeah. Only thing on their defense is he got an old D line. That's it. Yeah. Because Clayus Campbell's retired. And, and Grady Jarrett's like about to be 30. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to reload pretty quick, but they've got weapons. And that Atlanta makes Atlanta kind of scary. I ain't going to lie. That's good, that, good thing we played them last year, this this past, this season rather than <laughs> next season coming up. I'm just going to uh, play with the, We let Desmond fucking Ritter throw 350. Picture they had a goddamn quarterback. Yeah. yeah. But. It also begs the question, do the Bears want to trade Justin Fields? I know VT is saying that they think that he thinks that that they're that he's gone, but this is Fields has not had an offense his entire time there. It's been him, some running backs, David Montgomery, Roshan Johnson, Deontay Foreman. And really, outside of David Montgomery, and who's that other dude they got? Who? Uh, their other running back for the Bears. Um, uh, Herbert. Yeah, Cleo Herbert. Cleo Herbert. They got that dude, but then outside of that, like Equiminius St. Brown. St. Brown and DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore, right? DJ Moore was, but I'm saying before that, they didn't have. Who do they have? Oh, that yeah. tight end, right? Like that's all they had, and now they've got DJ Moore and. Equiminius St. Brown is their Chris Moore like wide receiver. He's not that great. He's good, but he's not. He's supposed to be good. Like, that's the he's him and his brother supposed to be cold as shit. But it turns out like he's he's not him. He's not he's not Amon Ra. Um, but like you've got you've got one guy on that uh, on that roster who could who's really, really good on the Bears. As a as a passing threat, Chicago Bears wide receivers. Jesus Christ, this is an interesting list: Colin Johnson, Velas Jones Jr., Darnell Mooney, DJ Moore, Tyler Scott. He came out this year. He's from Cincinnati. He's a fast fuck. Equimia Say Brown, Trent Taylor, Simba Webster. Yeah, they got an interesting wide receiver core. Not gonna lie. Yeah. To so so they don't ha- like. We're saying we're judging Justin Fields off the fact that we're expecting him to elevate as if he's Pat Mahomes on a team. Like, not saying that that's it. Like, he's 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 excellent, right? And he needs to be better. But like, we're telling, we're saying this dude has to be far better than what he is right now. Like, we're hinder. We're gonna put handcuffs on him and say you got to be Pat Mahomes. Come on now. Like, we both know that all of us know that that's not like we can't hold that against him. The man doesn't have talent around him. Like, at all. Like, it's just like to VT's point of 
or Texas 22's point, shout out to Leo and VT and the guys, uh, Mojo. Shout out to Ron, he's Texas Roundtable Tug. Shout out to AFC South Battle Chat or Texas Battle Chat. Shout out to Believe Network. Shout out to the other boys. Uh, to their to to the point of like the verbiage and the language that's coming out from the Bears, it just seems like they might be done with, bro. And it's it'll be stupid because they're about to be in basically the whole same situation again with another rookie quarterback. Again, uh, different OC, different rookie quarterback, but a similar situation where you go to have a young guy try to learn. Um, it just, I feel I it would be smart to keep him because he has the talent. He just I don't know if he he just ha- you got to find a. QB coach and a quarterback, uh, office coordinator to put it all together for them. You can't force the coach to force their system on them. You got to kind of adapt the system for that asshole. Uh, some burning something in your house, bro? Fuck yeah. Hold on. But if I don't come back, shout out to y'all boys. Stay safe. Stay everything. <laughs> don't burn down your house. Try to cook some shit. Yeah. See what I see you. Yeah. What I will say is I, I get the, the talk about uh, about um, about Justin Fields. But yeah, like it's a rookie contract still, right? And yeah, he's a first round pick, but golly, man, like you have an opportunity to go get some weapons. You have an opportunity to say, we're bringing in Marvin Harrison Jr., possibly someone else right maybe they they package up a pick and go get a a a top end receiver right maybe they go get someone else or or even they 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 go do that and and grab that dude sonata or some other tight end and now you've got two receivers in uh dj moore and now marvin harrison jr and the number nine pick in whatever tight end you want to grab. Now you've got some weapons on that team for him to throw to. And in free agency, go pick up somebody, a T Higgins maybe, or something like that. They got a lot of cap space as well. And now it's all of a sudden you've got an offense and you can see what Justin Fields really is. And if he isn't anything, he's still in his rookie contract. So he's got some value. So you can get rid of him. Uh, if he performs well, but you don't go to the Super Bowl or you don't really go far in the playoffs, you get blown out. You can All come right. off him and go off and go and get whoever you want to. Welcome back, welcome back. Right, but here's my thing, Caleb Williams. I'm not sold on him. I think Drake May will be better. I think Drake May is the pick you got to go with, but he is not going to go number one. He might go top. He's probably going to go top five, but he's not going to go number one. So I could come down. I could trade. I could go. I could go get Caleb. I could go get Drake May. And the number one picks probably the number one pick is worth what three first round picks. Shoot, let me go get Drake May real quick. If you feel like that strongly, like you don't need Justin Fields, go get Drake May. Go get Drake May. He's better. Or if you think he is, he's he's the he's he's the closest comp. His closest comp is what Herbert. Go get Drake May. So that's just my thoughts. 
Anything else you got, Exo? Nothing. Uh, we can say. Uh, I can say, like our draft comments, and I'll see comments for the next episode. For the guys still here, still listening, we're gonna have a couple of segments over the next couple of weeks, next couple of months. You know, just to fill in the off season, fill in the time uh, during, before the draft, after the draft. Just be out, just be ready, and get ready to see and hear more from the moderate Texans. Indeed, new stuff coming, guys. New information coming out, and as always, we're looking to bring you right back to the middle. Um, and, and bring you back to that logical center. We like to have good conversations here. Well, you guys know how it is. It we are approaching the end. We're rapidly we're rapidly approaching the end of it to a good time here. Uh, but you guys know how to find us. Our information is down below. You guys can email us at moderatetexan at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you guys see that information there. Uh, that is at Moderate Texan and at XO Intro. Uh, that is our Twitter information. You guys can hit us up on the Texans 22 Discord or on uh, the Texans Thoughts Discord. That's where I'm at as well. Uh, or wherever. You can text me, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. I've been watching some Kim Possible lately, so that's stuck in my head. Um, do whatever you got to to get in contact with us. If you guys like the content that we're putting out, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. I saw that we're at 79 total subscribers. Feel free to, we're trying to get to 100. 100 and then whatever is next after that. So if you guys can get us to 100, we greatly appreciate it. We thank y'all for listening to all the content, for listening to us talk, uh, for listening to whatever dumb stuff we might say and then get called out on it later. We thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in and, and and chatting with us for a little bit. Um, Exo, you got anything else for these guys? No, not really. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Stay in a good mindset. If you don't, feel free to reach out. We can talk it up, chop it up. Just know I'm going to treat you like a brother. I'm going to treat you like a friend. So just know we can always get it in. So stay blessed. Stay happy. And y'all boys, stay safe, man. Facts, facts. Y'all know how it is. We got to look through a little bit of darkness today. We got to review the season. We got to see through all that mumbo jumbo. Find the light. Bring you right back to the middle. You guys know who we are. We are Jay, aka the Moderate Texan. That is the XO intro. This is the Moderate Texan podcast. H Town stand up. We love you. We'll catch you next week. Be getting you some new information soon. Love y'all. Have a good life.